are now listening to Hint of Lemon. Hey, welcome to Hint of Lemon. So our guest today is a young gal that I've met way back when I was in college. <laughs> kind of a long time ago. I don't know. I don't like to pay attention to that shit. Yeah, within the few years that we did meet, we actually had the same major in psychology. So it was really special because I got to bond with her as well as our other friend Victor and other people. And I feel like it was a nice little community of or group of friends that we had. And, you know, we went through a lot of ups and downs, but it's just really cool to see like where we are now. And one thing that I remember is that we vibed really well and we can relate with each other because, you know, college was a really confusing time. And again, it was just really cool to see how far we've both made it. Without further ado, I'd like to introduce you guys to Melissa. Welcome. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Yay. Ooh, wow. Round of applause. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. <laughs> how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. My God, dude. <laughs> You're welcome. This is funny because Melissa's actually in California. She's in San Francisco. Also, we haven't really caught up in a while. So that's why it's really cool to just talk with an old friend. But I think this one's special too, because, you know, we had that bond and that friendship back in college. And, you know, we've always tried to keep in touch and just see where we're at. And like I said, you'll you'll come to realize that We've had so many ups and downs, but I'm just really proud of where we are. So, yeah, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, let me know how everything's going. How's this pandemic treating you so far? Because uh, I, I hear there's open restaurants there now. Is that the thing or what? <laughs> Honestly, I don't even know. I think they opened it as of maybe a week or two ago, but I am a little too paranoid still to do anything about it. So I'm still staying indoors and just trying to make the most of it, but it's definitely made me become more of an introvert than I ever was before. Like I used to go out on weekends all the time and like go out to eat and explore and take photos and stuff whenever I could. But I've gotten really used to being at home, being kind of alone and just enjoying like my solitude with myself. <laughs> I mean, was that the case when it first started the, the lockdown? Did you feel like you were losing your mind? Because that's definitely how I felt at the beginning. I think because I'm such a person that's always on the go and always trying to find something to do or dip my fingers in, it was a kind of nice break to have because I was like, wow, I get to just kind of chill, relax, not think or stress about anything with no deadlines or right. whatever. And so I was freely waking up at like, I don't know, 11, 12 sometimes, staying up until like three or four playing Animal Crossing. But <laughs> I was about to bring that up. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm naturally <laughs> such a night owl. So it was just really nice to finally be able to live my best night life, you know, with myself. <laughs> <laughs> so in regards to just side projects, because uh, one thing that I have learned about you is that you're big on photography and just having that creative outlet in general. Mm -hmm. So just, I mean, really quick, do you, do you have any side projects that you've been kind of working on or planning out during this quarantine? Oh, man, there's so many. So in the beginning, I started to get back into crocheting. Oh, really? And oh, sure. I was doing, yeah, I was doing like macrame plant holders and stuff. And I was also watercoloring and stuff. And I sold mm. a few paintings. I saw that. Really yeah. Fun. Those yeah. Are really good. Thank you. I don't know. It kind of comes in spurts and waves. So right now I've just been focusing on my design because um, I'm a UX designer now. And so I've just been kind of 
heads down, really focused in that. But aside from that, I kind of find like kind of doodling and digital drawing and stuff like that on like Procreate or whatever as a hobby. I have so many ideas for projects and stuff in my mind and I'm just kind of waiting for the right time to like yeah. do it all, but one step at a time. <laughs> See, that's the thing about you. Um, I feel like you have that creative outlet, but it always starts with just jumbled ideas. I mean, that's really how it starts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. I feel like you especially you just kind of put it into action. Yeah. It's just really cool that you have those outlets. That's really what I'm getting at. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I, I, feel like I get inspiration from so many different places and Mm. I always have this creative energy. I feel like I just am a natural creative person. And it's funny because I've kind of always been that way, but I never realized it until maybe like a year or two ago. And I'm like, you know what? I am a creative, you know, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. I'm always trying to be creative. Like today, for example, I was at work and I looked at this tissue box and I was like, oh, this is a really cute design. (laughs) I took a picture of it on my phone and then I came home and I was like, oh, I really want to design Valentine's Day cards, like inspired by this tissue box. So that's what I'm doing now. (laughs) Yeah, it just sounds like you have an eye. You have that artistic eye some people would refer to as. So, no, that's cool. So kind of referring to that, like what are some, I know you're big on social media. So just to hype you up a bit, Melissa... (laughs) is a YouTuber as well. So definitely check her out. But (laughs) aside from that link, go ahead and plug in any social media that you that you have. Yeah, so my Instagram is Malantran. So M A L A N T R A N. You can find that same handle on my Twitter. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, it's funny that you say I'm big on social media, but I actually really hate social media. But you can totally find me there and connect. (laughs) I hate it as well. But you know, it's a love hate relationship. (laughs) It is. Yeah. I think we use it with intent, I guess you can say, you know what I mean? For like sure. I'm not just going to yeah. post like, this is what I'm eating tonight anymore, at least. No, like yeah. I'm way beyond that, <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I think that's how I definitely view social media now. It's more intentional and more for human connection than to try and flex whatever lifestyle I live or right. whatever. With, especially nowadays, it's. I feel like yeah, it, exactly. it, it can be so toxic, but you know, that's another yeah. topic that yeah. we can... Totally, I can go on forever. <laughs> about that no for sure for sure yeah yeah so let's just kind of hop into the reason why i invited melissa in the first place so again you guys kind of got the background that we met in in college so in the early days (laughs) i guess in regards to like our friendship or like how we met i'll go ahead and start so i remember Mm -hmm. i met you in i think we were already in our major by then so we we were psych degrees Mm -hmm. or psych majors at UW, so go dogs, represent. <laughs> so I remember I met you in a group project. I don't know. I think it was like some random. I want to say it was like human sexuality. It was a. Sh- it sounds like a fun class, but it was actually a really <laughs> shitty professor. So fuck that class, by the way. Wait, I remember. which class is that? Because I have a different idea of when we met. That's so funny. Well, yeah. I mean, that's why this is so fun to do. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. So I remember I met you in a group project, and I remember. Victor and I, so our other buddy, like we were really cool by then because I knew him before we declared our major. And I remember we we're like, oh shit, Asian chick, she's kind of cute. Like, you know, <laughs> just just really, really quick. I mean, that's so funny. Melissa's a dog, you know, she's a homie, but <laughs> it's funny because, uh, you know, it's slim pickings around that area where we went. So uh, all I remember is that it, very oh. much so. Yeah. So I remember we we're like, Oh shit, this chick looks cute. And I remember you had like black lipstick. So Ooh. <laughs> I don't know why, but I was like, oh shit, 
we got an emo chick here. But then it oh. threw me. Hold on, hold on. It threw me the fuck off because when we had our group project, you're just really sweet and bubbly. So I was like, wait, I am so confused right now. I mean, that kind of led to just us getting to know you. And then we're like, oh, shit, she's definitely a homie. Like, not in a bad way, but we're like, man. And then better yet, we found out you're in the same major. And I think that's really where things took off. You know, we really got to know each other and just figure out like what all our goals were after college. Mm-hmm. So we'll go into that later, but that's really my initial interaction that with is- you. So it, <laughs> I, I just find it so funny because I was like, oh, shit, that's just college me being me. But uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I find it so funny because I had no idea. And that's so like I have such a different perspective on how I met you guys. Yeah, yeah. And I don't even remember that human sexuality class. I mean, I do, but I don't remember the professor or anything. So it's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what do you remember? That's a good one. From my perspective, I thought we met in um, Risk and Resilience. That was early morning. It was at like, yeah, at eight in the morning, I think or Hmm. something. And I remember that was my first time we did also because I transferred from a community college. And so I had no friends. I didn't know anybody there. And I was so intimidated. It was my first day on a new campus and everything. And then I remember you sat, I think, in front of me or around me or whatever. Yeah, yeah. We had some group discussions that she prompted. And so we just had to turn to our neighbors and talk and discuss about whatever. Yeah, I remember being so lost in that class. I was like, what the <laughs> heck is risk and resilience? I just signed up for it because it was part of my major. Right. And then I think we had some group chats or whatever. And I thought you were so quiet and oh, kind def- of like, definitely. Yeah, you were very quiet. And so I was like, huh, does this guy like, want to make friends i'm not sure <laughs> but yeah and then we had other classes you know, like you said and yeah we had the same class again with victor and so i was like oh hey i know you yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then i think that's how we just kind of formed a friendship yeah i think that's the funny part too um considering how small our school was at least and then on top of that our mm-hmm. major was so small you know once we mm-hmm. it was just kind of like it was a dead giveaway that like once you found someone else in your major you just kind of gravitated and stuck to the hip with them so yeah. <laughs> obviously we weren't friends with everybody in our major but i right. think it was really cool too because i mean we were all we're all asian too so we kind of <laughs> yeah. have that connect i mean not to be racist or yeah. anything but um <laughs> no but I think that's how it is too. Like I've always grown up in a predominantly white community, right? And Definitely. so I feel like I've always kind of naturally gravitated towards people who look like me. I just felt Definitely. more comfortable. Right. And I think that I still kind of innately have that going into any setting and environment. So <laughs> yeah. seeing you or just seeing any colored person, I'm like, I'm gonna try and befriend that person <laughs> subconsciously, you know? <laughs> yeah. Again, there's a lot of uh a lot of white people there so uh it was <laughs> yeah. it was definitely interesting especially since our i mean this is just speaking on behalf of our major it was interesting how a lot of our discussions went around like social justice and race mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know poverty so really social issues i had a hard time connecting with i mean other people other than you know asian because it came with an entitled way of thinking because uh, mm-hmm. you know the discussion we used to have was like you know what do you think about i guess like racism and not that it <laughs> came off as racist sometimes but sometimes you yeah. can tell like a person's upbringing based off their answer perspective and 
You know, yeah. I just let's just say I just gravitated to people of that were minority. You know what I mean? Let's just right. say that. Right. I mean, of course, because we're more targeted than the white community and we're the ones that are gonna relate the most. So right. For sure. Right. Yeah. Ultimately, we're Asian and we became friends and it's a it's a happy <laughs> friendship now. Yeah, period. Yeah. So moving on. One of the main reasons uh, why I invited Melissa, at the surface, I just remember you being very free-spirited and, again, bubbly. And then you had, like, that tastefully sassy personality. Like, you (laughs) fucking speak your mind. And not that you don't give a fuck, but I think that's so refreshing to be around because I'm not just saying, like, females in general, but, like, sometimes people kind of lose that about them and they're trying to be so PC all the time and... You know, not that I took anything that you said wrong, but I just appreciate like when you feel a certain way, you're not afraid to voice it, obviously in a respectful manner. So that's definitely something I've come to learn about you. But ultimately, I just know that you have a knack for, you know, again, that creative, that content creation, and then expressing yourself through different platforms such as YouTube. Mm -hmm. And then you also have that sense of fashion, which I we mentioned before this. You know, you'd always have that unique sense of style every time I saw you. So that definitely reminded me, like, you definitely have your own sense of identity, which is, again, really refreshing to see, especially in college, because I feel like you're still trying to figure out yourself. But then you there's the other side, which are people who are so comfortable with themselves. And you're like, oh, man, I got to surround myself with those people. I felt at least. And, you know, as I got to know you more in regards to like your hopes and dreams, I think that's where me, you and Victor by the way, Victor, if you're fucking listening to this, bro, please hit us up. We've been looking you for alive? you, man. Are you, Are alive? you alive? I hope you're doing well. But yeah. just really quick shout out to Victor. But yeah, the three of us, like we were the fucking three amigos, I like to think. Because yeah. when, when it came to school, like we were yeah. because we mm-hmm. wanted to survive. That's really what it came down to. Mm-hmm. I'm also glad that our friendship, you know, we went our separate ways, which is just so normal after college. But those are always memories I look back on, especially like with you, because we would always talk about our hopes and dreams and how we would utilize our psych degree and help people. Mm-hmm. So kind of fast forward from that, like aside from school, I just remember us catching up later on and realizing like we've gone through our own different shit mm-hmm. in regards to career and learning more about ourselves. Basically, life slapped us both in the face, I feel like. Yeah. But it was like a blessing in disguise. And it was so refreshing again that you had that outlook of, you know, things aren't going well for me either. But the fact that you're able to see it in a different light, a more positive light, was so nice because not everyone can think that way or survive Mm -hmm. ultimately. Yeah. So, yeah, despite the ups and downs, I just also found it interesting how you always tailored that psych degree and use it in another way or incorporated it in your other passions in life. So from a creative standpoint or whatever, because right now you're a, a UX designer, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So it's really cool that, you know, you dealt with that. And then on top of that, you moved to uh, San Francisco after living here for some for so long. I don't know how long, but <laughs> finds our life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. I'm really excited to have our conversation because Yay, me too. I'm I'm pumped to hear just how your mindset was back in college to how much you've evolved as a person today. So I'm excited. <laughs> tell me, let's take a step back. Tell me how your upbringing was. Like, how would you describe yourself back then? I mean, as le- early as you remember, like as a kid and mm-hmm. like I mentioned earlier, I grew up in a predominantly white community. Um, my mom raised me by herself. 
Uh, I have an older brother. So us two with just her, it was, I feel like I grew up in such a loving family that I feel like I felt whole, you know? Yeah. Throughout school, I never had troubles getting good grades or whatever. I think school came really easy to me. It was never pressured on me to do well or get straight A's. My never, my mom never put pressure to like be a certain someone in the community or like whatever for the Asian community. But yeah, I feel like school for me, it was always kind of like top priority. And I think I've always kind of instilled that in myself. I don't know why, but I just, that was just my one track mind. I was like, school is it for me. And I want to get straight A's for myself. Hmm. So I did. And that was kind of my mindset throughout college too. After high school, I was like, I'm going to college. There's no other option. I never even considered anything else, you know? That was the route I took. And I don't know. I, I've i always, like I said, been a creative person. And I always wanted to do something creative. But a lot of my insecurities stopped me from doing what I wanted to do. I wanted to go to a fashion school or like an art school to do something with fashion. But I psyched myself out and I was like, oh, I don't know. It's going to be so competitive. It's going to be so tough. And I don't know if I'm even, you know, good enough. So, yeah. So I I suffered a lot from imposter syndrome and I still do to this day. But that really stopped me from kind of going towards a creative route. And I think I just decided to do something safe with my Mm. career. And I thought a four-year degree was going to be safe for me because I don't know, I feel like we grew up thinking that having a degree was kind of a safe zone and you always had a backup and you'd always be able to lean back on that or whatever. Right. Yeah, that was not right. (laughs) I mean, learned so much from that, but I feel like (laughs) you don't have to say, but I think it's also really cool how your mom didn't necessarily, I mean, it sounds like at least your mom didn't necessarily have to like remind you of that. It's just that it sounds like you just had a, a good head on your shoulders and then you, you knew it was the right thing to do because at the end of the day, you're being practical, which, you know, a lot of us can respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then I'm curious, did you feel like you had those outlet, those proper outlets to explore fashion or that creative outlet as a younger kid? Because I feel like that might have been why you're like, OK, maybe it is OK to be yeah. practical. Because you didn't see it necessarily as your only option as a as a career, maybe. Yeah, and I think you're on point with that because I don't think I really had a lot of creative friends or people that I could look up to for inspiration or talk to about that. Right, yeah. And I never knew back then that you could make a career out of being creative. So I never even considered it an option. And I was just like, oh, that's just a hobby, you know? Like yeah, I just yeah. kind of almost looked down on it. And I think... Because my older brother is seven years older than me. So Mm -hmm. we were always in different stages of our life. But he went to college. He was also like a straight A student. And I think, I don't even, to be honest, I don't even know what he graduated with. I think it was like an electrical engineer or something like that. Like something crazy, right? Like he's really into the maths and sciences. We were, we are so opposites. And (laughs) I always saw that because that was my only example, right? And so I was like, oh, well, he's like going to the math and sciences. It's safe and practical, all those things. And so I was like, I guess that's the smart way to be. I don't know. (laughs) Especially with an immigrant mom, right? She all she knows is work. And growing up, it was a little tricky because she didn't go to college, you know, so mm. it was hard to kind of navigate college by myself. And I mean, she did the best she could, obviously, but it 
didn't, I guess, like prepare me or it's not like, I'm not blaming her or anything. Oh, no, but I totally get what you're I saying. Just, yeah. Yeah. I just didn't feel super equipped to think of, you know, outside of that. Like she supported you, but it's like to the point where she wasn't sure how. So she just kind of did. Yeah, exactly. Kind of took a step back was like, you, you're smart enough to figure it out kind of thing. Exactly. But, or I trust yeah. you. For sure. Yeah, exactly. 100%. She never, it's funny because every night when I had homework or whatever, she never asked me if I completed it or what my grades were and stuff. She totally, but I, I think that really instilled that autonomy in myself and that independence to be kind of like a self-starter and to know how to be my own motivator, you know, because she, she was very hands-off when it came to grades and things like that. She just trusted that I would do the right thing. Right. Kind of fast forward to, I guess, what really led you to go into psychology specifically? Because so for me personally, I mean, just to jumpstart some ideas maybe that you have, Mm -hmm. I just noticed that sometimes I would just be like, I don't fucking like people because, you know... (laughs) I think it's always interesting when I hear people talk about me or their first impressions of me because I'm pretty fucking quiet, but (laughs) little do people know, like a lot runs through my mind. I just kind of keep to myself until I'm like very comfortable with a person. So Mm -hmm. that's just the privacy that I enjoy. But um, Mm -hmm. I guess growing up, I remember I, I did enjoy connecting at a deeper level with people. And that kind of led me to think like, man, I actually almost went into media. I remember like my sophomore year, I was like, man. Media is cool, but I had that same conversation in my head, like what you did. Like, I knew it was practical to go into something, you know, science is because you kind of had that hope that maybe I would work in the hospital one day, you know, and it's practical. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that kind of meets in the middle in in terms of like what your parents kind of want for you. And, you know, it's stable, whatever. So Mm -hmm. that's part of why I went into it, because, you know, I had that knack for learning about people. But then I also had the mindset that it was practical. Mm -hmm. Throwing that back onto you, like, what was your initial thoughts of why you thought it was right to go into psychology specifically? I, for college, I think it was so tricky for me because I graduated as a sophomore. I had a lot of credits and um, from high school. So I had a little bit of a head start. And even then I had no idea what I wanted to do. Yeah. So I took a break. I actually went to Western. I think I remember that. I went, I lasted, what, two quarters and I just hated it. But (laughs) yeah, I came home and I was just like, okay, I need a break because I obviously don't know what I want to do. I had no direction and I didn't know what is a practical route for me that I would enjoy. Right. And so I took a break and then I went back to community college just to save some money. And I was just like, whatever, it's education. It's the same thing. Yeah. And I started taking some like drawing and painting classes and stuff like that. And I really enjoyed it too. And that was my like fun classes, you know, because I I loved it. I loved it so much. And I even remember on my last day, my art teacher for one of my drawing classes is like, oh, I think um, he like pulled me aside and was like, I really think if you continued on with this, you do really well and stuff like you really have an eye for it. And I was I was so like, wow, that's so cool of my teacher to tell me, you know? That shit's humbling for sure. It is. Yeah, how'd you yeah. take that though? Oh my gosh, I was so flattered. I, I was like, wow, maybe I should like consider it, you know? And I kind of dabbled with the idea, but then I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, I don't even know what I would do. What, what am I going to be like an artist, like a drawer or painter? Like, right, what right. am I going to do, you know? Right. And again, I was still in that mindset of like, oh, this isn't a real job, you know? Like, what am I going to do with this? And I just kind of felt pressured too, because my mom has worked so hard my entire life. And I didn't want to just be like, oh, yeah, fuck school. I'm just going to drop out and draw. (laughs) 
You're like, okay. No, that's a real conversation though. Yeah. Yeah. I have seen my mom's hard work and sacrifices, you know, and I just couldn't put myself to be in that position where I'm like, yeah, thanks for your help and all that hard work, mom, but I'm just going to take a risk and fuck it and see what happens, you know? Right. I couldn't. So, yeah. So then again, I was just like, okay, well, that's very like flattering and super nice and super grateful for that. But I'm going to continue trucking to figure out what I'm doing. I don't know. I think aside from wanting to be in fashion, I knew that I really loved working with people too. Like I just always found a fascination in how the human mind works and why, you know, like people's interactions and things like that. And I was like, oh, I think it'd be really interesting if I could be a family and marriage counselor, you know? Yeah. And I was like, I, w- I know that I want to help people. That's ultimately my goal in life. And regardless of what I do, I just know that I always want to help people. So I was like, huh, I don't know. It's not calling me. It might be fun, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I honestly just chose it as a, on a whim because I was like, I have no other interests. And I just did it. And then I finished (laughs) somehow (laughs) kind of take me through your mindset uh where i'm trying to go is with this idea is i kind of want to see what was your mindset of how you can utilize that psych degree in college because i'm sorry i remember having like the most heated but like most passionate conversations with you and victor which is so inspiring but at the same time i remember leaving college and getting the shit slapped out of me like man hold your horses youngin like you don't fucking know what's actually out here and in a way i guess i can say i was a little jaded because i realized really fast that my hopes and dreams this sounds really bad but um my hopes and dreams just went straight to the garbage and i went straight into survival mode so i was in the working world because i was like this is clearly not working out for me where i ended up and so in a way i kind of had to go back to the drawing board and realize you know that was great. It's great to have hopes and dreams, but in a way, like I was so lost in the clouds in college in a way, you know, compared to now, I mean, I do have my hopes and dreams, but you know, I am a completely different person throwing that back on to you. Like what was your mindset then? Because I feel like we shared a lot of very similar ways of thinking, but take me through that experience. Throughout college, to be honest, I made all of these decisions based on false ideas that I had in my mind based on Mm -hmm society and I don't know things you see in the media or whatever they feed you in school I really built on that idea that oh if I get into psychology I can apply to anything and if I'm not like a a counselor or whatever I could still like find jobs within that realm right and it's hard with a psych degree it's so broad it's helpful in some ways but also in other ways it's unhelpful because because it's so broad right and right it, I mean, to be honest, like I said earlier, I decided I declared it on a whim and I had no idea what I was doing with it. Even throughout college, I had so much pressure on myself because I was like, okay, I have two years right. to figure out where I'm going after this. And right. I did a couple internships or whatever. I did like yeah. a crisis chat line. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I did a, like, it's called Books for Prisoners, but it was basically where you place where you choose books um that prisoners request and they send you letters and stuff you kind of like write letters back to them things like that so just kind of like non-profit but yeah so i kind of dabbled in those and i was like i don't know these are fine i guess but i don't see a future in any of this right i also remember 
um, making a friend in one of the classes and she had an internship at the Seattle Children's Hospital. Yeah. And she was like, oh, I can totally refer you and stuff. And at that time I was like, like, do I want to work in a hospital? Do, do I even want to you know, work in like mental health? I have no idea. But I was like, oh, dude, like that's such a great opportunity that she's referring me. So I was like, uh, I ended up not getting it. And I was kind of like, I was kind of bummed because I was like, oh, man, like that would have given me some kind of direction. And I got rejected. And so I was just like, OK, here I am again, like just kind of lost in the sauce, not knowing where to go, what to do. Right. I, I feel like through college, I just floated my way across <laughs> and I just kind of let my grades steer the direction because that was my only goal at the time. But after graduation, I just felt so lost. And I was like, I have no idea. I just feel like I'm a little baby graduating from high school with like the world, you know, to look forward to. Well, before, sorry, before we jump into that, like, I do you feel like you felt empowered enough to (laughs) this is so broad, but did you feel empowered to quote unquote, change the world coming off of like graduating? Because that was kind of where my mind was at, which is so cliche and I, I didn't you yeah. didn't okay <laughs> oh shit <laughs> because I I mean I I don't know I guess I was hopeful for that but at the same time I was like where do I even begin what do I okay I have this little ticket now but what am I supposed to do with it and I always had the hopes of like okay I get to be you know someone really important and help people and to ultimately kind of inspire people and be someone that I don't know they can look for in a positive light or whatever but right I had no idea where to start how to go about doing that at all and I just remember like I didn't even know where to apply um but yeah I I remember catching up with you and you telling me that you had a great opportunity and I was like oh my god that's so cool like you have a path now you know and yeah I just felt so lost I really had no idea and I just felt like a little floater (laughs) I mean, kind of going off of that, like I do remember I worked in mental health for a bit. It wasn't even a full year, to be honest. And if I'm completely honest, that shook the fuck out of me because, um, I mean, relating it back to my experience, I remember that was a big thing that we focused on in our degrees. And, you know, I thought I was like, yeah, mental health. Hell yeah. Let's go for it. But then I soon realized like, yeah, I had a lot of volunteer, um, some work experience working with youth, but that specific department and type of work really shook me because I was you can't really prepare for that is what I'm really trying to say and uh, it it also didn't fit my personality because at a certain degree you couldn't bring work home with you and you had to disconnect which in for me I'm like disconnect like I enjoy having meaningful relationships like I enjoy being a mentor long term and uh, Mm -hmm. it was just kind of ironic how everything if whoever's listening, like you'll hear this in another episode, but like I remember everything that was against who I was as a person or knew mm-hmm. my strengths were, that job really nitpicked at me and took like really shone light on a lot of my insecurities and my weaknesses as a, like a professional and most especially as a person. So it was just really unfortunate. Yeah. Like, so how did you kind of manage that though? You know, because there's a lot of people who can relate in regards to not really knowing what to do after college once that opportunity because correct me if i'm wrong do you feel like you were just pumped to graduate and then after that you're like oh fuck what's the next goal 100 percent. i mean i've always been so goal oriented around the idea of college right throughout my entire education i was like i'm going to college i'm going to uw yeah i like i knew that specifically too i was like i'm going to UW. i'm going to graduate with a uw degree 
it period like nothing else and that's yeah. what I did and after that I was like okay fuck now what <laughs> like okay what am I supposed to do now because that was literally as far as I could think or like plan or imagine and right. being on that stage I remember like you we all sat together at graduation I was yeah we so graduated like, one after was, each other yeah. that's why yeah. yes I was so juiced for that and it was just such a like relieving moment and also just terrifying. <laughs> Fucking very <laughs> because, terrifying, yeah. Yeah, I mean, going back to your earlier question, did college prepare me for the real world? I mean, no, but how could mm -hmm. it have unless you actually just go out there, right? But I just felt so unprepared. I felt like a tiny little baby and I was like, what the fuck? I don't know. And that point, like, I think my, <laughs> like, maybe my defense mechanism is to just, like, escape my problems. And so that's what I did. After graduation, I traveled and I road trips with my family. And I think that's also what kind of, like, jump-started my passion for traveling, too, because I was like, oh, my God, I feel so free out here. And going back to what you said earlier, like, I am a free spirit and I just really enjoy kind of going with the flow and not having to stress or worry about, you know, things tying me down. And so I, I right. felt so liberated just being able to see our country and discover a little bit more. But, and then I came back and I was like, okay, fuck now what? Like now what do I do? You know? And then I was like, okay, what's another way I can escape? <laughs> I don't know if you know this or remember, but then I, tried out for Miss Washington. <laughs> oh, I did not know that, no. Yeah. Oh my God. It was so <laughs> fucking crazy. But it, that's just what I do when I'm so fucking lost. I'm like, fuck it. Let's just try different <laughs> random shit. It's going to be so weird and out of my comfort zone, but maybe that'll make me a better person. <laughs> I mean, not to downplay, but do you feel like there was at least some moments within, you know, that trip or whatever trips you took during that time of... Yeah, you can label it as, you know, avoidance, but do you feel like you kind of use that time <laughs> to really reflect if I'm being really completely honest with you? Because I feel like at a certain point, reality does hit you when you're trying to avoid it as much as you can. But do you feel like there was at least some guidance or some hints in your head where it's like, okay, I think I need to start making these types of moves once I'm back to the drawing board, per se? To be honest, no. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> real. I feel like... Yeah, when I'm out there and when I'm trying to like avoid something, I don't even think about it. And I was just like, oh my God, I feel happy right now. I don't have to think about that shit. That's not a worry or stress on my mind. Right. So that's just, and I was just trying to upkeep this avoidance for so long, as long as I could. Right? Sure, yeah. So yeah, and it was also just kind of a nice break because I, I felt like I earned it and I deserved it because we had worked so hard, right? Like throughout college and all that schooling, I was just like, holy shit, I don't have to wake up early yeah. and do whatever I want. That was for sure my mindset. And yeah, I just avoided any big responsibilities. But it did hit me like a fucking ton of breaks when I got home and I was like, oh my God, what the fuck? <laughs> Obviously, that comes with a lot of adversity. Maybe it hits two times harder at that point. But yeah, how, how do you maybe. deal with adversity at that point? So bad. Oh, man. That was, yeah, my first like I think maybe my first time I've ever had depression it was hard it was in the fall slash winter so that would have been when we start school and stuff you know and that's when it really hits you because you're like fuck I'm not going back to school I don't get to fuck around and just play all day you know I right. gotta take shit seriously now and be a big girl and so it was hard I, I really like <laughs> specifically remember moments where I'd be in bed and 
on my laptop Googling, like, what to do with a psych degree? (laughs) Literally. And I was just like, okay, what's going to pop up? Like, what shows and what's in my realm? Whatever, you know? Right. I was just like, okay, the only things I know is that I I love working with children. And I also considered working with the elderly too. So I kind of searched jobs within those, (laughs) within those topics. And I think that's how I came across my first job out of college, which was working in a preschool. Mm. It was, what was it like a childcare development center for kids with disabilities. And Mm. I was like, Oh, this is a great opportunity because this is my, my first entry into working with like, disabilities and stuff and with that that demographic right I was like a preschool they called it a float at first and then I eventually became the teacher assistant right I loved it and that was really fun for me and I was like huh okay I have like some kind of direction again and I feel good and I feel I like I'm having fun and I'm also getting paid so I was yeah. like what's the problem here you know <laughs> it's a nice balance yeah but I think every time I hit those walls I'm like googling what do I do next (laughs) so yeah I was there for over a year and then I was just like okay I'm the types to always want to like push myself too right to always have more goals aside from just like reaching one and then being settled sure I was like okay what's next and I remember talking to the director and I was just like well what can I do what are my options after this and she was like well if you want to become like a teacher, you'd have to go back to school. And for some reason, I made up in my mind that I just did not want to go back to school. After right. graduating, I was like, fuck that, I'm done. I'm so tired and burnt out, whatever. And so I was like, well, I got to find other routes now because I don't want to be in this position forever. So then after that, I was like, okay, what do I do next? So then I Googled, okay, other jobs with kids with psych degree. <laughs> and then I came across ABA and that's how I fell into that role. So everything I do and did is always just kind of on a whim. And I feel like I'm always kind of floating through my jobs and careers and whatever. I don't know. I feel like with each role I have, it always kind of teaches me something. So I don't take it as like a total, you know, loss because it does teach me so much about myself. And I think in my entire 20s, I'm always just constantly trying to find my sense of self. And I do through these positions. So But I think the thing to take away from that, think about it. I feel like we're so used to knowing or being told, like, tell me what the next set thing to do is so that I can move on to the next level, whatever that is. Yeah. And have it be a guarantee that I'm going to get there. The thing is that, like, I learned fast, like, after college, especially. That's not how the fucking world works. But I think the beauty in your, like, your examples of, you know, your experiences is that you were searching for like the hard answers, but really you ended up getting the answers by taking different opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I speak about that now, but ask me yeah. this same perspective back in college. I'd be fucking yeah. laughing in your face because I'd be like, that'd be wasting my time. But Seriously. think about it now. Like how much have you really earned, like gotten from that in regards to, you know, learning about yourself, your strengths um, so. professionally and whatnot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. every role just shapes me as a person, you know, and it, yeah. there are definitely times where it like breaks me down so much. I mean, being in that in-between stage of not knowing what to do, that always <laughs> yeah. brought depression onto my life. Oh, yeah. I've always kind of like ebbed and flowed with depression and stuff. Yeah. And so it's, it's super tough, but I mean, I don't know what to say about that because I'm still <laughs> dealing, dealing with it, yeah. but <laughs> 
I think, I mean, you just come out a stronger person every time, you know, and even if it's not totally there yet, you're inching closer and that's i don't know i feel a little relieved in that so i don't know what happened after that aba job but Mm -hmm. correct me if i'm wrong i do remember at some point you made the big decision of moving to california with your Mm -hmm. your your other family your extended family and then from there Mm -hmm. on like kind of take me through the the next transformation because i feel like that's where you kind of yeah i mean maybe you see it completely different but i honestly Mm -hmm. think that you kind of took off in regards to you got a better handle of how could you incorporate your psych degree and find that, take that part, but also you molded it with what you knew about yourself and, you know, what your Mm -hmm. talents were aside from that school aspect. So, I mean, okay. So after I worked with kids, I was just so burnt out. I was like, oh my God, these kids exhaust me. And so I, yeah, I I leaned into my experience in retail because throughout college and high school, I always worked in retail. And so I was like, oh, I'll just get back into it, but in the corporate world. So I entered in the corporate world and then, and then I moved to the Bay because I was like, I'm just so tired of like, I don't know. I just felt like I wasn't growing in Seattle. I feel like there wasn't a lot of opportunities to be creative and I was traveling and stuff and um, taking photos everywhere and kind of building that kind of photography skill that um, I was working on. So at that point, I was just like, oh my gosh, I really enjoy photography. I know I'm a creative person and I I just like, I can't stop trying to fight. Like, you know, I, I'm just trying to like fight it so hard and deny my love for the creative like arts and stuff. And so I was like, oh my God, I just need to like stop and lean into it, you know? And so I was like, I feel like there was such a breaking point because I was just so fed up with what the fuck I was trying to do. You know, I was like, Oh, I'm trying to lead with my mind. (laughs) Can you take me through that? Because um, I'm really excited that you're actually bringing this up because a lot of people can agree. Like they're like, Oh, there, there won't be a breaking point. Like I'll be fine. I can suppress (laughs) this as suppress whatever that is for them as long as they can. But take me through that experience because I feel like you've been reminded so many times that I'm not saying this just because you're here. But I really do think that you have an eye for art. Like there's a di- there's a type you. of person that has that. And so Thank I just you. find it really cool that, you know, we have the same educational background, sure. Mm-hmm. But in regards to like that artistic side, you're way beyond your years, if anything. So <laughs> just take me through that. Take me through <laughs> that mindset of like, wait, I should just embrace this. Yeah. Well, first of all, thanks for saying that. <laughs> Super nice. But yeah, I mean, I just, oh my God, it, it's so frustrating because I was so frustrated with myself. At that point, I was just like, I am at this point wasting my years and I'm doing a disservice to myself for not going after what I'm actually passionate about. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say wasting, but yeah. I mean, okay, but it just felt like it, you know? Sure. And at that point, I think it was a little bit, I, I guess society was a little bit more open to those creative roles and maybe it, my eyes were just more open to it. But I just was like, I am so tired of like, what the fuck? Just like always being like, what the fuck, you know? So I started traveling a lot after quitting my ABA job. And again, that just felt like, oh my God, I'm feeling like my true self because I can be a free spirit and just kind of wander around these like new countries and explore and meet different people and stuff. And that really kind of shaped my worldview and I had my camera too. And so I was like kind of photographing along the way and just honing those skills. And I love being a creative person and I want to be my true self. I want to, if I am going to 
finds anything in life, it needs to be something I'm passionate about and something that I want to do. And if it fails, then at least I know I tried. But up to that point, I never even tried. I was kind of freelancing a little bit in photography, doing videography. And I was really just like faking it until I made it. Like people, I remember I met, I kind of like networked. I met people and they're like, oh yeah, are you a photographer? Because they saw me with the camera. And I was like, yeah. "Yeah." They're like, oh my God, I really want to do this shoot. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. (laughs) Get at me. Come on, let's go. Yeah. And like even videos, which is even more daunting. And so I was like, oh yeah. I'm like, yeah, I could totally do that for you. And then that's how I ended up getting more gigs. And I was like, Mm. fuck, like stress right now. I went home and like Googled and I was like, what do I do? (laughs) But I never, I never let it show, you know? (laughs) I mean, again, it wasn't enough to support myself or anything, but at least I was doing something I really enjoyed. And Mm. I felt like, oh my gosh, I'm a little bit free, you know? Yeah. And then I moved to the Bay and I was like, I am so sick of this life. I'm fucking 27 and I am nowhere that I want to be, you know? And Where you thought we wanted to be, yeah. Right. At 25, I was like, oh my God, I need to be fucking like in something right now. And then like- I'm there with you, past, yeah. Yeah. And it's just that time pressure. And I also suffer from like time anxiety too. And so I always put that pressure on myself as years go by. And I'm like, oh my God, what am I doing? Right. I was just like, I always knew I wanted to be in California. And I know that it's just going to get me out of my comfort zone and really kind of shape me and push me even further. And so I made the move and I had no plans. I didn't even have a job lined up. And I only had a home um, because my cousin, you know, opened the doors for me. And so I moved in here and I was like, okay, well, if I don't have a job, I'm going to put that fire under my own ass and find something. Yeah. And then I did. And then I ended up working back in retail again um, for another corporate job. And I was miserable. But that was just kind of like out of desperation to get me on my feet. Of course. I was like, I'm still not happy here. But you know what? Like at the end of the day, I want to go back to helping people. And at least when I was working in ABA, I knew I was making some impact and I was helping kids and they would take these skills for the rest of their lives. And so I just wanted to make an impact again and feel like I was doing something right in the world and corporate and like retail is just everything, the opposite of anything I believe in. So yeah, so I'm currently working in ABA, but then the pandemic hit and it was kind of like a blessing in disguise for me almost because I was able to take time for myself and really reflect, really figure out, okay, so if I'm in California, if I told myself I'm going to be here, then I'm going to fucking be here and I'm going right. to network and I'm going to meet people. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I can to get what the fuck I want. Right. Because by 30, if I'm not there, I'm going to be so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> so that is like my fire right now, you know, and my birthday is in a couple of weeks and I'm just like, okay, well it's time to fucking work. And so, yeah, I, this, this past year, 2020, I taught myself how to do UX design and all self-taught. I didn't take any boot camps or anything because I refused to pay for that. And I, I had the time and I was like, girl, I got time right now. You know, I'll sit around all damn day. So I would spend like reaching out to people doing whatever I could. And then that's where I am now. It's, I mean, it's still a work in progress. I don't have a UX job right now. I've done a contract job and stuff, but it's an ongoing journey, right? It's like what I know that when I get there, that's it for me. I mean, all the hard work will be done, you know, and from there I can just kind of like finally live and enjoy my life. Yeah, dude, it's a journey. <laughs> kind of looking at UX design, I don't want to focus too much on it. Yeah, for sure. What, what I do want to kind of see what your mindset is at is like, mm. 
How does that kind of meet, I guess, ultimately your needs? Because yeah. clearly that's an actual job too. So <laughs> at, at least you have that, really? that stress of not having to worry about yeah. that. Um, because, you know, there are certain jobs that have a very specific skill set that don't necessarily have a name. But it's cool that you have that because like what are some of the the key elements of that job that you gravitate towards? Because, you know, you have that creative side, but also you have, mm-hmm. you know, thankfully our, our, our degree does still make us more presentable. I mean, yeah. sadly, but, you know, with a with a tech job like that, you know, you kind of need Mm -hmm. education per se. Yeah. So my brother kind of introduced the idea. He kind of planted the seed in my mind years ago, maybe like 2015. And again, I was just kind of denying it. And I was like, there's, I don't know, like, I can't, I'm not a tech person. What the fuck? Like, (laughs) I know nothing about that field. Then I, when I started to kind of think about it and sit down and see people I knew in that role, I was like, I can do it, you know, because it truly is a combination of my creative brain and my brain for always wanting to help people. Right. And so it was just like the perfect little concoction. And I was like, I can't believe I didn't realize it before. Like what a dummy. (laughs) That's something I really enjoy because I'm like, wow, I can still make an impact. It's encapsulating everything I believe in, which is kind of like making the world a better place. Um, something that is going to impact people's day every day. And yeah. it's also just the the community around design too. It's insane. Like I had no idea, but this last, past year, I've just kind of been immersing myself in the communities and di- meeting different people. And just that sense of community makes you feel so empowered, you know, and it makes me want to eventually, like, I don't want to stop at being a like a designer, you know, like I want to still give back and I would love to continue that journey to be, you know, some kind of like design leader or something or someone I can like, someone that other people can look up to or like, learn from, you know, I always want to give back and spread knowledge, because it's so hard already. And like college isn't everything, you know, like, that's what I've learned throughout the years. College doesn't mean that you're like smarter than anyone or that you should be settled or feel comfortable because no, like, you should never feel comfortable in any position. I just know that I've struggled so much and I just want to help other people who are struggling too. That's my ultimate like message in life, I think. So kind of taking that idea that you just said, Mm -hmm. uh, what are some moments through the various jobs or interactions with inspiring people that you've encountered throughout your journeys from college till now that kind of helped you sustain that fire and hunger to really find that I guess we can say passion in this case, mm-hmm. kind of set you on the right path where you're like, okay, I think after this conversation or from this maybe little experience or interaction with a, a kid, maybe that really mm-hmm. led you to thinking like, okay, maybe I should go into this. Like, what are some of those moments that come to mind? Like going back to the time anxiety, you know, when I hear stories about people who are like 40 and 50 years old starting businesses, it really inspires me because I'm like, what the fuck? There, there's never a time that's too late in your life. You know, like the only time is maybe when you're dead. But I just feel like it feels like we're getting older, but we still have so much life left. Mm-hmm. And I just want to take full advantage of it. And I never want to let my like time anxiety stop me from doing what I want to do. And who knows, like I could switch again, maybe in like 10 years or whatever. Right. I don't, I just don't think that there's anything wrong with that. And so I think it's just the stories of like seeing some friends who have quit and left their corporate jobs to pursue their passions, you know, that really 
sparked something in me because I was like, okay, it is possible. It's a lot of hard work and it's not going to be a for sure thing, but you got to take that risk on yourself and you got to like trust yourself and know yourself enough to just be like, fuck it. I'm going, you know, balls to the wall to do this because I love myself enough to try at least. And that's like the biggest motivation. I don't know. I just feel like our life is so short. We just really got to make the most of it and not be so miserable in our jobs (laughs) and separate your like personal worth and value in your career too. You know, like that's also something that you and I talked about, but I just placed so much of my own like worth into my career. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to die as a fucking designer. I'm going to die as a person who is a nice person that tries to Mm. questionably nice, but (laughs) just kidding. But you know, just tries to like spread. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, but um, just tries to like spread positivity, you know? (laughs) I mean, I really love that you said that, but I'm curious if, I mean, this is theoretical now. Do you feel like Mm. you would have felt that strong if you didn't go through the ups and downs of what you went through in college? after college I mean yeah no dude like I definitely had to go through all that and it's shitty like that's really shitty it's it's so shitty you know like it's so I don't know kind of just debilitating sometimes you but I've learned that I am my worst enemy I am like the hardest on myself and when I get depressed it's because I kind of start spiraling in this negative dark hole and I'm just like I had to go through all that to realize you know like again my breaking point and yeah you can only put yourself through so much misery <laughs> no, I hear you. Um, oh my God. yeah before you like choose yourself and choose to follow what you actually love so when it comes to mentors this is kind of going back to people that you've encountered in you know the time from college until now or even back then that kind of planted a seed per se um, or an idea that either resonates with you or kind of makes sense now What are some mentors that you kind of look back on and kind of keep to heart today? And then what are some words of encouragement or wisdom that they passed on to you? One of my photography friends is someone that really inspires me because he also left his corporate job. And um, I think it's just that, I don't know, that sense of like connection to being able to know that you have people that relate to you and are going through the same thing. Mm. That really helps me stay alive and keep afloat um and also just people in the design community like i said like those are, have been such great mentors like not even career oriented but just in life you know because yeah. everyone comes from such different backgrounds and they've chosen design for a reason right and i think it's nice to have that like same intention with other people too and it's it's so different than any other role i've ever done you know so right yeah that's definitely been super inspiring and also my mom too is just someone who's always motivating me to do my best but also follow my heart and she supports me 100% and even when I'm telling her times where I'm like oh my god like do I take this leave and she's like life is short who cares I'm like oh my god you're so right like (laughs) she's just so wise Yeah, I'm just like, man, I should have realized this before. But yeah, I mean, that's pretty powerful if you think about it, because it's so easy to say that. But I feel like I'm maybe your mom at some point, she felt like that was the right thing to do for her life. You know what I mean? It just kind of makes you wonder. I don't know how much you know about your mom's past, but it makes me curious when people pass on those little gems of Mm -hmm. one liners, sure, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) 
I always like to think like that comes from a deep place, especially when, you know, you're at a low point and they just kind of pass that on to you. Makes me wonder. Mm -hmm. Looking at my mom, right? She worked so hard and tirelessly to give my brother and I a better life. And I always thought like I was doing right by her by finding something practical and steady. But in reality, all she really wants is her kids to just be happy doing what they Of course, yeah. Doing what they love. And you're right, dude. Like I'm just kind of creating these own scenarios in my mind or like obstacles when it doesn't necessarily need to be if you just kind of give in and just like mm. stop trying to I don't know, go against the the wind, even if it's scary. Or going like following what you believe in ultimately. Yeah, yeah. I mean We can go into societal pressures, you know, another time. For but sure. I mean, you know, that's really what it comes down to sometimes. The answer yeah. is so simple, but I feel like the world makes it seem so complex sometimes. And I'm such an introspective person too, you know, and I always am someone that follows my heart and trying to make these like human connections and stuff and like very touchy and feely, whatever, emotional. But yeah. for some reason, when it came to my career, I was like, oh, I'm going to follow my brain. But I'm like, why am I not following my heart if I do with everything else in my life? With, yeah, it's with so this crazy. one thing that, you know, yeah, that counts. Yeah, I'm like, this is the one thing that's failing me right now. Is it because I'm not pulling <laughs> my heart? <laughs> and so. I think it's just cool that you've learned that lesson, you know, by now, especially. Yeah. Again, that's why I love having these conversations because, you know, you have a humbling perspective because, you know, we've, we've both gone through ups and downs, but mm-hmm. that I honestly think that's made you stronger. And I, I honestly think there's also a different way that you move and kind of carry yourself. Yeah, I see you through social media but when we do have our talks or you know once in a while it, it is refreshing to have that tone of like yeah things suck that's real but mm-hmm. i'm feel like i'm closer to what i'm meant to be at also especially when you just stop comparing yourself to others <laughs> yeah. too. that's such a huge thing for me yeah, yeah. It's like once you kind of drop all that all this like extra baggage in your mind it's like okay it, yeah it, it's simple <laughs> <laughs> Just do what you love, man. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's jump into hard hitters. So what is one life event <laughs> that you are most thankful for? Just looking back at all your experiences. I mean, does traveling count as an event? I yeah. feel like that yeah. is like such an impactful thing in my life. Just kind of like my escape, you know, maybe my also avoidance. But sure. it just, I don't know, it just shapes me so much as a person and it makes me so humble and so grounded and when i come back i'm like oh my god i feel like refreshed you know i just feel like a brand new person it just like breaks down life for you in the most simplest ways and it's Mm. like okay what is most important to you You know yeah it's just humbling experience (laughs) sounds like a it's kind of like a good reset on your brain it's like yeah hold on like Mm -hmm. let's just go back to the basics life isn't about taking it seriously all the time yeah exactly and especially because my favorite place in the entire world is Vietnam and third world country. It's not like glamorous at all. Right. And it's so humbling to see like how hard they work and how little they have and stuff. And it just makes me grateful for everything that I have. Um, what is a part of your life or like best years that you would like to relive or just experience again? Yeah, I feel like I have yet to live my best years because <laughs> I haven't gotten there yet. But I feel like you know, being in your 30s is the new 20s. And I'm looking forward yeah. to that. I'm actually excited. So I'm like, I feel like 20s is kind of just me floating by figuring out what the fuck is happening. But 
you know, I'm still looking forward to my 30s to be like, okay, this is it. This is my, these are my best years. <laughs> yeah. <Fair enough. laughs> what are three things you're thankful for right now? Uh, I'm just so grateful for all of the positive connections I've made in my life, right? All these people that are always there to like have these deep conversations with me and kind of keep me grounded. And I don't know, just motivate me. I think um, my friends are like, so important to me my mom of course um my mom and my brother also and third just I, honestly i'm so grateful to be in california and i think that's something that i always remind myself like i'm in california for a reason and i always remind myself of my intentions here and it's not to fuck around either so oh. <laughs> that is something i always remind myself sorry i just want to comment on like the fact that it sounds like you're more intentional and you know that's yeah. not throwing shade at that you weren't <laughs> intentional back then but right. um i honestly feel like that's definitely something that we can pass on to mm-hmm. others who aren't necessarily younger but mm-hmm. i feel like once you're more intentional with like how you want to move throughout the world i feel like mm-hmm. so many good things come back to you tenfold 100 percent. i think intent is my main motive right like i anything i do anything i put out in the world i want it to be intentional i don't want to just like do shit like haphazardly and stuff. Right. That's something that I really live true to. Right. It brings more meaning and all that. Right. Mm-hmm. So my final question is, what advice would you give to someone who hasn't fully pursued their passion, goals, or full potential in their life? I, I mentioned this in my YouTube video, right? But as shitty and hard as it is, just explore your passion. Don't be afraid to take risks because... It's like, if you're not trying, then what the fuck are you even doing? <laughs> you know, trying different things and experiment a little bit and kind of push yourself out of your comfort zone because either way, it's going to, you're going to find yourself in a place that has a different sense of whatever it is you're looking for, you know, like a different perspective and it will get you a little bit closer. It might be a slow process, but slow progress is better than no pro- progress. So I think just explore and don't be afraid to be, I don't know, just don't picture life as like a long timeline or else you're just going to be stressed and anxious all the time. And that's not even, just to clarify, that's not even that you need to quit your job or anything. It can be as small as, you know, just trying, I don't know, you try salsa over the weekend or something. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like take classes here and there on YouTube or whatever, talk to people. It's just like little actions, you know, can build up to like big changes and stuff and Mm. just follow your heart, man. Right. And it makes (laughs) you feel more alive. If anything, that's really what you're getting. Yeah. Because look at the benefits in your life that you've, you followed that. Yeah. And I feel like this conversation, I mean, like we, we kind of like touched on a lot of different topics, but just to reiterate, it's not an easy process. It's so no, hard. It's no. really, really difficult. It takes a huge hit on your mental health too. And right. that's like a, another issue in itself, you know, but right. I just really, truly believe that you'll come out stronger and it'll be worth it in the end. Hope that really inspired you guys in terms of just always challenging yourself and rediscovering yourself because life is just an ongoing process don't forget to follow me on twitter at hint of underscore lemon and listen to us on spotify and apple Podcasts.